On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, it's time to talk about the Thompson Twins. What would they bring to Oklahoma City? And do the Thunder need some lottery luck for both of them? Or will one of them slide uh, if the Thunder do not get lottery luck in tomorrow's lottery? We'll talk about all that coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into another prospect profile and projection, this time the Thompson Twins. That's right, breaking down both Eamon Thompson and Azar Thompson in this draft. Let's talk about first who's bringing you today's show, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks gives first time users 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com from a code Locked On. Folks, thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Now, as you subscribe on YouTube and all their podcasting platforms, let's dive into Eamon Thompson. Eamon Thompson, 6'7", 200 pounds, a 6'9", wingspan, age 20, went to overtime elite, skipped the college route. But I want to preface these Thompson twins with this. I've said on this podcast before, I've said all along throughout this draft cycle, these two guys will be the hardest evaluation in this draft. It's already hard for anyone to evaluate prospects, whether you're in the NBA or just someone watching at home, but specifically these two guys. They're 20-year-olds playing high school-level talent. Of course, they dominated. And so you're trying to watch it and, and take what you're seeing and extrapolate it out to like, well, what if this was an NBA athlete or even a high major athlete? And then things get kind of fuzzy a little bit. So it's important to note, not only are they 20, they're playing high schoolers. So it's it's it's, it's going to be difficult to hit on this evaluation without being in their room for private workouts, without being in their room for interviews and, and things like that behind closed doors. Because they're going to ace the media interviews. They've obviously aced playing for Overtime Elite. But, like, the NBA teams will have so much more knowledge, as they always do, but specifically for the Thompson Twins, than, they, than what is publicly available. And it's going to be hard for even them to evaluate these, these two guys. So th- that's first and foremost. So Eamon Thompson, I think, is a great scoring playmaker. When you watch him... It's clear to me that he understands how to execute. He understands how to make the right decision on both ends of the floor. But let's first talk about his passing. His passing is, is to me, beyond his athleticism, the most in, impressive thing about his game. He has an elite passing touch. He understands when to just zip one in there and can throw the ball with extreme velocity where it looks like a 100-mile-per-hour fastball 
He understands placement. He understands when to make the passes, where to make the passes at, and again, how much touch to put on them. He understands passing angles. He understands how to break down a defense. And he's patient. He's very patient because of how athletic he is. He can afford to be patient. He can get deeper into the paint than most guys can and then kick it out late as the defense begins to shift and collapse on him in the paint. He is able to play that style where he knows it's not going to take me long to ascend and dunk this basketball. So I can give those defenders enough time to react to me and then find the open man all in one fluid motion. His ability to pass the basketball is incredible. And then beyond that, he might be the best weapon in this draft in transition. Because of that athleticism, that burst and leaping ability, he can go 0-100 to in the blink of an eye off of these steals and just start his motor up with a dribble. It's it's hard to start running that fast just normally, but doing it with a pickpocket and then into a dribble is so impressive for Eamon Thompson. Obviously, both these guys, both Thompson twins, are, are some of the best athletes that this class has to offer. Great explosion for Eamon, great burst for Eamon, uh, an amazing leaping ability. I think that Azar has a better double leap than Eamon does, where he can like get back on the ground and get back up quicker. But still, they, they're both really good um, leapers, and that helps both of them become sneaky, good rim protectors. We'll talk about uh, that more with Azar than Eamon, but... but because of his ability to leap, he can protect him a little bit in a pinch. His rim finishing for Eamon is so fun to watch because of the body control that he possesses and the patience to just delay when he's going to go up, delay his gather, and also just almost hang in the air and finish through that contact. And then defensively, on top of having the physical tools and, and the physical frame to be a good defender, he understands when to rotate and where to rotate to fill the gaps perfectly that his teammates leave. And that great kind of strength of his is he can protect the rim because he can jump with anybody, and he has that 0-200 to burst to fly out in closeouts. So you basically just have this Tasmanian devil flying around the court and filling and plugging up all the holes on the boat uh, to, to make it not sink defensively. So it's, it's a lot of fun to watch what he does and to watch how he plays defense. I think that those are his, his biggest strengths, that he can do all of that. Now, the weakness for Eamon Thompson, his shot, just there's not much reason to believe in it. He, he doesn't shoot the ball well. He's not a particularly great free throw shooter. Like There's no real reason to believe he can improve his jump shot. And so with that, here, here comes the, the difficulty for Eamon Thompson and the evaluation for Eamon Thompson. With defenses already daring him to shoot, that hurts everyone. It hurts Eamon because it's harder to drive on, on opponents whenever they're being able to sag off of you, prepare for it, and then funnel you into a bunch of traffic in the paint. For his teammates, of course, it clogs the paint and specifically for the Thunder, you know that the Thunder do a lot of uh, um, scoring in the paint at the rim with cuts and all these other things. So hurting their spacing even more would not help the Thunder at all. And how much of a drop-off is there going to be? Because look, let's just face it. Playing high school kids, of course he looks great in all these athletic areas, but that athletic gap 
will get obviously shrunk. He'll still be one of the best athletes on the floor. There's no doubt about that. But the gap will be smaller. He won't be the tallest player on the floor at all times. He won't be the most athletic player on the floor at all times. He'll be there more often than not. He'll be one of, if not the most athletic player, but like it'll be closer in that. So when the chips are down and you're not just pickpocketing high schoolers and going coast to coast, if you can't shoot, how do you score on the offensive end in the half court set? And can you do enough to stay on the floor when it becomes a half court game late in games, specifically in the postseason? So those are the strengths and the weaknesses of Eamon Thompson's game and, and what you're trying to evaluate. At the end of the day, I think that Eamon really just has one weakness, and that's his shooting. But it's a big one. It's one that you have to not only try to have him improve, but formulate an entire team around around hiding. Because I think he can be a really good defender. I think that he can be a really good defender, a really good uh, rim finisher, and, and he can be someone who's a really high-level, borderline, you know, elite passer in the NBA. But it just comes down to that shot to open things up for himself and for his teammates uh, and just help his overall game. Because you just cannot be a battering ram and just go downhill, go downhill, go downhill every single time in the NBA and find success. If that's the only thing you can do. Now, maybe he can pull it off, but when you can't even pull up for a mid-range jumper, like that's going to be difficult to, to see a pathway for that to succeed other than he's just one of the best athletes in the draft class, and so he could be one of the best athletes in the NBA one day. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Coming up, let's talk about Eamon, where he's projected to go, what his fit would be with Oklahoma City, and what this team looks like if they were to pick him. Plus, we'll do another draft profile right here on this podcast, so it's a two-for-one day. It's going to be a long episode talking Azar Thompson as well. But I do want to say right now, but our good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks, folks, is incredible, and they are today's sponsor. Talking about Prize Picks, you get 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the code Locked On. That's code Locked On. It's a 100% deposit match up to $100. So if you deposit $20, you'll get $20 matched to you in your account with free play for Prize Picks. So check it out today. Prize Picks is awesome. It makes fun games more fun to watch, in my opinion, because you can just sit back and say, look. You pick two to six players, and, and if those two to six players get more or less than their prize pick projections, you can win 25 times your money. There's no competing against other players. It's just you versus those projections. So you can sit back on Tuesday night and say, I think that LeBron will score more than 25.5 points. I think that Anthony Davis will have more than 5.5 rebounds. And if both those things were to happen, boom, uh, you win if, if you guess the, the, the right more or less on the prize pick projection. They have every sport, though, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men and women's college basketball, WNBA, soccer, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Eurobasket, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and offers fast, fast withdrawals. It's currently operational in 30 states and Canada. Download the PriceBooks app. Go to PriceBooks.com. Use it today to play this great game. Users can receive 100% deposit match up to $100 with the code locked on. If you deposit 100, price picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50 if you use the code locked on and sign up today for that instant deposit match up to $100. We're back. 
on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. On today's show, we're talking about the Thompson Twins. We're breaking down their game uh, at all levels. We're gonna, we're, we've already done the strengths and weaknesses for our Eamon. We'll do the same thing for Azar later on, but let's finish up Eamon's uh, profile and projection. So Eamon Thompson, I like him a lot more than Azar, and, and, and the synergy gives him a great grade in transition, gives him a great grade as a cutter. Uh, he did shoot 26% on catch-and-shoot jumpers. Uh, he was elite at the rim and elite uh you know, looking player for for offensive isolation, but he was playing high school level talent. Again, I, I do want to give that disclaimer um, a ton. But on catch and shoot jumpers, he shot twenty six percent, twenty six percent on catch and shoot jumpers. He just struggled. He just was not good at that area, and I struggle to, to see um, if that doesn't improve what that looks like in the NBA. So here's the thing for Eamon Thompson. I think that he'll pretty much go in the top four. Like, I'd be stunned if you get to pick five and he's on the board. So with that being said, obviously, Eamon Thompson is Nolan Void on Tuesday if the Thunder don't get lottery luck. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty lucky this week. So maybe that, that'll help. But, like, if the Thunder don't get lottery luck, uh, the Eamon Thompson situation is, is over with. Uh, but... Let's see where he's projected at. Ringer has him at four, ESPN at four, Athletic at four. Bleacher Report, who just released a new one today uh, on the updated one, has him at three. CBS at four, NBC at four, uh, DraftNet at five, Tankathon at four. Uh, I have him at four, and Draft has him at four. To me, I think he's clearly the fourth best player when you evaluate both what they are currently and what they're projected to be. So... My one, two, three, Victor, Scoot, Brandon Miller. I think that all those guys are currently better than Eamon and project to be better and more functional than Eamon. The thing is, at four, I still want to shoot for the stars of like star upside. So a guy like Grady Dick, who we did a draft profile on on Friday, a guy like Grady Dick, he might have like a more seamless fit into high impactful, low usage um, success as a rookie. Whereas with Eamon, you've got to kind of work your, 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 you kind of work your roster around him to make up for the spacing uh, deficiencies. You've got to hope that you can develop his jump shot. But if you hit on Eamon, he's a superstar. If you hit on Grady Dick, he's a high level starter starting player. So to me, at four, you're going to go with who who could be a superstar player. And Eamon could do that. And so if you're seeing a superstar player, and you don't reach that ceiling. You have a lot of lot of room to, uh, to miss, right? Aim for the moon, hit the stars. You have a lot of room to, be, to come down from that. And okay, can you be an all-star player? No, okay, can you be a, a high-level starter? So you've got a ways to work down before you get to these other guys' ceiling. And so to me, that, that, that's part of why I have him at four, but also because... I think that that defense translates right away where he's like going to be a really, really good defender. And if you can defend, you can stay on the floor uh, more often than not, especially throughout the regular season. I think he's going to be one of the best athletes in the draft class, if not the best athlete in the draft class. So it's going to be either him or his brother uh, as an elite athlete. And that allows him to finish at the rim at a high level. And I think that he provides such versatility in the modern NBA that's going to help him a lot uh, get some minutes and, and be impactful as a rookie. So he has he does have a lot of things that can make him impactful as a rookie. Will he have the most significant rookie impact? Who knows? But if you trust your... And another thing is if you trust your coaching staff to even get him to be a below average jump shot shooter. Like if 
if he's even below average as a jump shooter, he gets that superstar status. He gets that superstar status pretty easily. So as you evaluate this player, it would be hard, I think, for NBA clubs to not have that bravado of, okay, we get our hands on him, we'll be the ones to fix that jump shot. And that's all you need to do to unlock this this incredible world for Eamon Thompson. So what if the Thunder do get lottery luck, but they pick at four and they pick Eamon Thompson at four? His future role for the Thunder, and I think that it's the same for kind of him and his brother, but more specifically for him, because again, I am higher on him than, than I am his brother. Eamon's future role for the Thunder would be the final infinity stone in this ultimate length defending playmaking squad that the Thunder are trying to build. The Thunder have been preaching about how they want versatility. They want length. They want above average, you know, the above average size for their positions. They want defense and they want everybody on the floor to be a playmaker. Eamon Thompson just gives you that final gem that you're missing. That dis- that would describe an entire lineup of SGA, Josh Giddy, Eamon Thompson, J-Dub, Chet Holmgren. Your worst defender on the floor would be Josh Giddy, but he has elite passing ability and elite size for his position. This He would fit kind of perfectly into that realm. What would be his rotational fit? I think as a rookie, he'd be like your sixth man where you want to you give him a lot of minutes and develop him but you're not going to put him in the starting lineup over Lou Dort as a rookie. Roster impact, it's really hard to find ways to get Trey Mann opportunity if you were to lock into Eamon Thompson. And Mark's going to play 10 to 12 guys in the regular season every single game still. Like, do not think that he's going to stray away from that. But but meaningful opportunity for Trey Mann will go away. And so that makes the roster decision, decision kind of easy for the future of like what Trey Mann would do what the roster would do if you if you bring in Eamon Thompson. The Thunder should take him because, again, he can be an elite star. And if you leap into the top four, you're going to want to take the shot on, on someone being an elite star. And there's no real reason not to take him if you get to the top four. So I'm not even going to go there because the only way to think it there is being in the top four. And, and as much as I love Grady Dick, I love uh, Taylor Hendricks, I love Jerry Walker, and I think that those guys could immediately as a rookie be, be incredible for the Thunder you don't pass up on a guy like Eamon Thompson because if, if it hits, it's just an immaculate, you know, player to have. And you've got to trust your developmental staff to, to nurture him, especially as you hire the best shooting coach in the league. So Azura Thompson, let's dive into him. Azura Thompson, 6'7", 208, 6'10", wingspan, 20 years old, overtime elite. He has, with that athleticism, he has blazing speed. And I think he's a going to be a better defender than Eamon. So I'm lower on, on Azura's offense, but I'm higher on his defense than Eamon Thompson. Let's talk about him, his strengths and weaknesses, and how he fits with the Thunder coming up. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. For your second listen, check out Locked on NBA Big Board. For you everydayers who subscribe to the show and watch every single day, listen every single day, I really appreciate you. What you can expect is tomorrow we're going to do an NBA draft lottery preview. We're going to go through every single pick the Thunder could get, their percent chance of getting that pick, and what they would do with that pick uh, on tomorrow's show. 
We're also, tomorrow, going to have an NBA Draft Lottery live stream. So go check that out on the Locked on NBA YouTube channel. It's going to be on the Locked on NBA YouTube channel. After that, we're going to have an instant reaction podcast. So check that out on Locked on Thunder to break down what happened in the lottery. So a busy day tomorrow. Uh, make sure you tune into that as well. But right now, we're talking about the Thompson twins. Zer Thompson. Incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. Great bounce. I think that he gets that second jump faster, which allows him to be a better rim protector than his brother. If you need to do that in a pinch or, or, or as a help side defender or you know as a small ball five, whatever you want to use him as in that regard, his secondary bounce is really good. I think that he is a, a great rim protector for, for a wing position and a great rebounder. Like I think he's a high-level rebounder, and that's a skill. And that's important, and that, that is that is a trait that ends possessions and, and, and keeps possessions alive, and that's the name of the game is, is generating possessions, and that sparks transition. Eamon can spark transition in a great way with those steals and, and playing the passing lanes, but Azar can really get it from getting the ball off the glass and running in transition and, and hitting the ball ahead uh, as an outlet passer as well off those rebounds. He does those things really, really well. Uh, I think that Damon's a much better passer, but I think that Azar also, in his own right, is a good passer because while it's not like these 100-mile-per-hour fastballs and great passing angles and, 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 and jaw-dropping, how-did-he-do-it passes, I think that it's a lot of in the flow of an offense. The ball's not sticking to him, even though, and this is a credit to him, he's a 20-year-old playing high school talent. This is where that's actually a benefit. He's a 20-year-old playing high school talent. If he would have just pounded the rock into the floor and and, and, and been selfish that's perfectly, you know, quote unquote acceptable, but he still had a, a good feel for how to, how to keep an offense in rhythm, despite being one of the two best players on the floor and, and, and having the quote unquote right to just take over a game at any time you wanted to. So I think that him being a flowy passer was actually really good. Uh, just like his brother, he can finish through contact and finish really well at the rim. And, and his biggest strength to me and the biggest separator for him, I think that he has a much better, better chance, and, and this is impressive because Eamon has a good chance too, but I think Desar has a much better chance of being an elite point of attack defender and being somebody who you just stick on an island on on another another star in this league. So like those are all strengths for Azar Thompson. The issue is he's a bad three-point shooter. His free throws are terrible, like in the 60s. Like it's not that 70 mark that you want to be at. There's no sign of that getting better. I think he has much a, a much worse handle than Eamon, which hurts him. And I wonder how he contributes on offense because the spacing is going to be terrible. He doesn't have the handle, which I think in turn doesn't allow him to have the bag to score on his own off the dribble. And so is he just this wing at 6'7 with a 6'10 wingspan who you're going to need to be this rim-running small ball five on offense where he just in the pick and rolls, the roll man. Is he in the dunker spot? Is he just cutting? Like what is he doing on offense? But I think that his defense is really, really high level. Really good in transition. Uh, was was able to score in isolation at a high clip in, in overtime elite. But we know the talent level there. Really good cutter. Shot 26%. 26% on catch and shoot jumpers. 32% off the dribble jumpers. Uh, he was really good at the rim. Uh, and really good touch on his runners. So like, while he doesn't shoot the ball well from three, and doesn't shoot the ball well at the free throw line, he does have a nice touch on these runners that he, that he shoots around the rim uh, in the paint. The, the range for 
Azar, I think, is going to change, and I could be wrong on this, but I, if I was going to project something to happen after the combine as, as private workouts begin, as we, we start to divulge into this draft process, I think that as you see more up-to-date big boards come out, he's going to start slipping further and further down. For example, right now, the Ringer has him at 5, uh, ESPN at 6, Athletic at 7, Bleacher Report at 6, uh, CBS at 5, NBC at 5, Drafted at uh, 6, Tankathon at 5. Uh, I have him at 9. Uh, Mavs Draft, Richard Stamen, you hear on this podcast every single week. Mavs Draft has him at 11. Uh, I think that he could start sliding back. When you look at the ceiling and floor of, of Azar Thompson, I think he's an elite defender that cuts and, and and scores at the rim. And if you reach your ceiling, you're hoping he can become a, a below-average jump shooter. If he doesn't reach that ceiling, though, his floor is just a good defender who thrives in transition but becomes unplayable late in games because you can play him off the floor on the offensive end. You, you don't even have to guard him. Uh, maybe if his free throws don't even improve, you can you can hack a, hack a Thompson if you want to. Like There's so many ways to get him to, to, to earn the advantage for your team if, if he's going to be on the floor on the other side late in games to where I struggle uh, if, if he hits his floor to see how you close games with him. And so is that a guy you want to take in the top five, in the top six? And so then you could see him start to slide. Um, for the Thunder specifically, if the Thunder were to get him, I think that you would hope that he can become an average to below average shooter because you have Chip England. And he's that great defender where he plays that Lou Dort role. But his rotational fit to me would be a bench creator uh, where where you hope that he can be in charge of some ball handling duties in the sense of just getting the offense into their action, into their rhythm. Cause I don't think he has the handle to go create a shot for himself, uh, but he can help get things in place in the half court offense and just his defense and his cutting ability, help him fit into what the Thunder trying to do roster impact wise. If you were going to take the shot on, on Azar Thompson, You'd be, you'd be picking him and his minutes over Trey Mann, over Lindy Waters, over even Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, because you would might want to play him at the, at the four, considering how the Thunder like to like to run out their lineups. Why the Thunder should take him? The, if he does what I think he will, and he slides down to nine, slides down to ten, and then if you if you go that far sliding down, you might slide down to 12, because teams might get kind of skittish of like, well, why why should I take him if all these, all these teams pass on him? If it gets down to the Thunder and he's somehow on the clock at 12, and the Thunder don't leap up in the lottery, obviously, gets down to the Thunder at 12, and and somehow he's there. If they truly believe, and Chip sees something, that that, that Chip believes he has the upside as a, as, a, as a shooter, then you instantly take him because if he, if Chip truly believes he can unlock something, that means that, that Azar Thompson is on a whole other plane than what we think. The Thunder shouldn't take him, though, if if Chip looks at this guy in private workouts, in the film room, and just says, I don't see much hope for his jumper. Because if there's no hope for his jumper, even though he has this, this higher ceiling of like, well, what if it all works out? He also has a much lower floor of, of impact um, than a lot of players at 12 would, whereas floor of impact isn't as great. So I'm lower on Azar Thompson, and... and as I said at the top of the show, could be wrong. I could be wrong because uh, it's going to be very hard to evaluate these two guys specifically as it's hard to evaluate anybody in the draft class. Um, you're always wrong on certain guys, even who come out of college and do it the quote-unquote traditional way. But I'm much lower on Azar and I'm much higher on Eamon. Um, I, I think that Eamon would be a really, really, really good fit with Oklahoma City if they were able to jump into the top four. 
Uh, Azar, I would struggle to see it unless they believe they can make him a, a passable jump shooter. And again, they don't need to see it in the sense of like making him an elite jump shooter, but just he's got to be passable to where you cannot just play so far off of him that you mess with other players' games. I think there'd be a better option than that on the board at 12. So that's it for the Thompson Twins draft profile. Again, this week, we're going to have um, tomorrow a, a lottery preview, a lottery live stream during the lottery on the Lockdown NBA YouTube feed, a Lockdown uh, lottery reaction show here on Lockdown Thunder, where we talk all about the reaction to the Thunder draft and what the board looks like and who might be a trade-up partner, trade-down partner post-lottery. That gets more clear um, after the lottery is over with. We're going to talk with Derek Parker from Draft Digest and do another draft profile and projection uh, this week on Lockdown Thunder. So make sure that you subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube, to make this your first listen every single morning. Until next time, be good and be good to one another.